Hello everyone, and welcome to this Uncomplication uh, mini-sode, I guess, for December 28th, 2015. We are winding out the end of the year, and it's just one of those seasons of a lot of build-up and anticipation, and there's always that sort of strange span of time between the holidays and the new year where... um, very reflective and people make resolutions and it seems like the opportunity to start again. And um, as such, my business partner and I uh, for Community Funded are uh, planning on taking today to do the same kind of thing, just basically thinking through 2016 and what our goals and ways of getting to those goals are and it's just such an interesting place for me to be because for a long time um, at least the last five years or so I have operated under um, very much that sort of Taoist go with the flow mentality really letting my own self kind of come out and not so much choosing to do things as just acting in a way that is coming out of a center that is something I can't really even define. So it's interesting to be going and making plans and organizational charts and strategies and things and setting goals, although I definitely have come to recognize the benefit of doing those things as well. So I guess more than anything, I'm just uh, walking around Old Town before this meeting with my partner, just kind of musing on the general flavor and feeling of this time of year, as well as the fortune and folly of our attempts to plan and control um, our lives and businesses and relationships and those types of things. So I guess sort of as a jumping off point, um, one of the things that I have been sort of musing about is, again, this end of the year feeling that people have. And I've just noticed a lot of people in my life have been fairly bent out of shape. Uh, The holidays can be stressful for a lot of different reasons. Um, Definitely the whole expectation on the celebration and the gifting and the all the all that has to be done and <laughs> planned for at the end of the year combined with just the fact that the days are short it's dark a lot it's cold um, you can't really be outside you're just sort of in this little world that is very much uh, dictated and governed by our thoughts and um, as a result I know a lot of people uh, family and friends who just get uh, sad, get depressed, or get um, in a a mindset that is um, quite contrary to what the uh, holidays intend, I think. Because of the short days and the coldness and everything outside is dead and sort of waiting for a renewal, 
it depends on where you live. I'm speaking kind of from the the realm of the world where these uh, winter traditions have their roots. But having a celebration and festival at those times, I think, is an important part of keeping people in balance and keeping people feeling that even in these dark, cold days, there are uh, powers at work that carry us through them and into the next um, cycle. So with the December traditions, uh, the, the sun has been setting lower and lower each day, and the days are getting shorter and shorter. The shortest day of the year is December 21st. And in some parts of the world, in the Northern Hemisphere, the sun doesn't even rise between the 21st and the 25th when the sun is, as it were, reborn. And so you get this real meditation on things falling out of order and things falling into darkness. And I think that the symbolism of these winter holidays is that rebirth. We celebrate, or a lot of people celebrate, uh, the birth of the Savior on the 25th, which incidentally is that day that the sun rises again after having been under the horizon uh, for four days between the 21st and the 25th. Um, and it's a time to reflect on our own, uh, you know, failings and fallings and challenges and the darkness and the... Um, the, the tendency that life has to fall into that state, coupled with this opportunity to really celebrate the fact that everything cycles. That if you're depressed, there will be a time when you're happy, as long as you keep going. Uh, when the sun is moving farther and farther to the south, and the plants are dying and it gets cold, that happens, but the springtime comes. And uh, it's just interesting kind of coupling these sort of life uh, philosophies, I guess, or just these basic principles of, of cycles and renewal and the falling and the, and the rebirth. And then um, also coupling it with just, uh, in my own experience, planning 2016 for a, a startup company and taking all of these ideas and trying to put them into practice and, uh, you know, there's lots of questions, I think, that come from that. Uh, the first one that just popped to my mind is, is sort of why. Um, what, is, what, is the, what is the point of trying to um, set goals and set milestones and set projects and create uh, categories for people to function in and positions and all of these different uh, ideas, you know, building this, this system that can then operate uh, to what end? To what goal? Uh, how do we measure that? And I think what that end is also changes the way that we approach the problem and approach the um, building of the systems. Because if, on the one hand, the goal is to arise at wealth or arise at success, uh, to sell the company and exit or to uh, make a bunch of money through the process... That is an intention that uh, sets up a lot of what is done and what is thought about. On the other hand, if the goal is to wake up every morning and to do something that 
uh, I and we genuinely enjoy doing, with people we genuinely enjoy doing with. Um, and the goal is really the, the whole uh, balance of life and having time to exercise and having time to relax and having time to work hard and, and kind of bringing all that into balance. That's a very different approach. It's a very different um, intention. And one of the things I like to joke about with the word intention is uh, when you have intention, you are in tension. Just like uh, if you are an archer and your intention is to hit the target, you put yourself, your whole body, in a state of muscular tension, uh, pulling back that string, which is itself in tension. And then when you let go, you know, you release that tension and then the energy can, can play out. But uh, for so many people, myself included, a lot of the time, uh, that tension can be uh, never let go of. And if you're always in tension, you're never actually firing at the target. And once you've fired at that target, you don't really have any control at that point. Uh, you've, you've done your best to think about the situation and set up that system and you know you've aimed things the way that you think they should be you've accounted for wind you've accounted for at any number of variables but at some point there's that release of tension and things take flight and um, just a little side note but uh, you know I think that's interesting that this combination of like the goals what's the target what are we trying to hit and what are we trying to get to really dictates the the strategy, you know, where you angle the bow, um, you know, what kind of bow you're holding, all of those things. And then um, the release of that tension, I think, is when uh, the magic really happens. So, um, you know, as I think about what I was just, what I was just saying and uh, what are the goals, what are the objectives, it's interesting having a partner in this, uh, my partner McCabe, who is inherently very different in his uh, outlook and approach to things, although over the years we've been working together now for almost five years and we've definitely each uh, rubbed off on each other and really changed the way that we both think. But um, he's very different and I think it's uh, the combination of both that uh, leads to the best good. <laughs> but, um, you know, I'm really, I'm, I'm really going into this thinking not only about how can we achieve the goals that the company needs to achieve in terms of the number of sales and the number of, uh, you know, any number of metrics by which we measure success. All of those things, I think, in my mind, are secondary to the baseline metric of, is this enjoyable? Are we having fun doing this? Is this something we want to be doing? Is this something that's bringing uh, good things into our lives, not just you know, in the sort of gluttonous kind of way, but in the real um, fulfillment. Which even as I say that, I realize that there's issues with that as well. It's a very short-sighted view, for one. For two, it's really hard to know what is good, and I'm not sure that that was really the right word, but what I'm thinking of, about is, is less about just inherent good, like making money and those types of things or uh, what perceived good, I should say, and more just the um, feeling that I have every day and that my employees have each day and the relationships that we have 
and people's level of anxiety or stress or uh, you know burnt outedness uh, all of those things are so foundational to any other kind of uh, strategy or objective that it's like taking care of that first is the best way to potentially get those other things because we could just focus on the number of sales we need in 2016 and burn everyone out in the process of getting there or we could focus on those people first and see where they can get us And I guess one of the things that always strikes me is just so comical about all of it is that you can sit in a moment of time, like right now, a day of planning, and look at the whole world as this uh, collection of variables and pieces of a puzzle that can all be linked together in various ways. And on that day, today, sort of a still point looking at the whole puzzle uh, building all these complex systems of language and numbers and thinking, trying to contain the world in a box of our own construction. And uh, the comical part is that so much time can be and is spent doing that, and then tomorrow the world is different. And it's uh, the the arrow analogy, I guess, is that today is a day that we're pulling back the bowstring. But the most intelligent thing that we can accomplish today, I think, today and tomorrow and these other days that we have set out to plan, is not figuring out how this mechanism controls us throughout the year, but understanding how our actions and words and relationships propagate like an arrow fired from a bow. And it's probably more important that we have at our core some common feeling or experience or base of enjoyment that we're approaching this year from and we can communicate and, and uh, grow within our team that excitement, that energy, that passion, that uh, feeling that what we are doing is the thing to do, uh, instilling that and then definitely painting that target in a, in a very kind of general way, but pulling back that bow and letting that arrow fly and enjoying that flight I think if, uh, if we come out of a planning phase, any kind of planning phase, and we keep that tension through the whole, the whole process. I mean, there's, there, when I say tension, I mean the intention. Uh, there's intention in sort of planning. But then when there's doing, it should be really doing out of tension, um, out of that initial tension, but out of tension itself. And so how can we provide for ourselves and our people that uh, tension, that aiming, and then that flight? And it might not be on a yearly cycle. I mean, an archer doesn't just 
get a bow and fire one arrow and they're done, they, uh, the process of firing an arrow at all is one of tension and relaxation and tension and relaxation and uh, honing the skills each time. So I'm just wondering if there's a way that this analogy can kind of inform our process because people can't function in tension all the time. And we've definitely had periods of our company, periods of our lives, where we're just in that tension, where there's just so much to be thought about and worried about and maintained and controlled and kept in balance uh, that it's just exhausting and that burnout happens. But finding a way to frame the target, provide energy to the muscles, pull back, let that arrow fly, and just continue that cycle. Um, and really, I mean, with this time of year, I think that's also part of this. I began talking about this sort of reflection on the holiday season and how so many people I've noticed have just been really in a funk despite the, the glowing lights and the festivities that are presented to us. And I think that there is a general feeling of disenchantment that happens when we again return to the end of a year and we are just the people that we are and throughout the year we've just done the things that we do and a lot of us are in places that we really wished we weren't or there's so many other places that we wish we were by which I mean better jobs, better relationships, better uh, feelings of ourself. You know that self-pity is probably the most awful feeling that there is and so it's this weird duality of um, the hopefulness for next year being different while coming to the end of a year and knowing that it was all the same. And so part of me feels like the better way to experience this time of year and just, I guess, our lives in general is not so much one of uh, striving or self self-doubt, self-pity, um, all of those, all of those emotions that can come in. That just happens. That's natural. I think that's fine. And I think that the, the bigger thing that we could potentially do is to accept this year and ourselves and even our projects and companies and relationships and children and states of affairs, <laughs> the world at large, accept them for being exactly what they are exactly as they need to be because it's the only way they are and being okay with that and looking less at the ways that we failed and more about focusing on what we enjoy and the people around us bringing to them um, things that they enjoy uh, I'm, I'm much happier in life in general when I take care of my body, take care of myself, my mind, and then take care of the people around me just by uh, being helpful and being courteous and being thoughtful and, and proactively 
making people's day-to-day more enjoyable, and then everything kind of falls into balance. And it is much less about the amount of money in the bank or the job we have or the what we have or what we don't. And it really is just sort of this opportunity to wake up every day and set foot into the world as a master and creator of our experience. And focusing on just the simple pleasures of the sun shining on our face and the food we eat and the people we love and letting go of all of the imagined other realities that don't exist the better us who isn't just that (laughs) despicable character who does all these things that we wished we wouldn't do and who doesn't have the job or the money or the car or the means that we wished we had. I fully recognize that all of these eventually just run aground and I think I'm kind of at the end here. So anyway, that's just unpacking a little bit of what I am bringing into my uh, end-of-year meditations and looking into the future that's coming. So until next time, thank you.